Welcome to the Learning Shared Podcast. Hello, my name is Alan Wood and I'm your host. Thanks very much for listening. So Learning Shared is a space for anyone with an interest in supporting the needs of vulnerable learners in our society, including those with special educational needs and disabilities. We'll be hearing from and talking with a wide range of colleagues and stakeholders, including teachers, specialist practitioners, school leaders, researchers, as well as parents and carers. They'll be sharing creative, inspiring ideas, effective practice and things they've learned along their journey. With that in mind, please get in touch if you'd like to suggest a topic for a future episode or if you'd like to be involved in any way. You can visit us at www.learningshared.org or tweet us at underscore learningshared. The Learning Shared podcast is brought to you by Evidence for Learning and the EFL Send community. This is a growing community of teachers, practitioners, school leaders, researchers and academics that support children, young people and adults with special educational needs and disabilities or indeed any form of additional learning needs. You can find out more about the EFL Send community and Evidence for Learning at www.evidenceforlearning.net. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, this episode looking at resourcing a recovery curriculum draws on a school-based inquiry project that ran over two years and concluded at the beginning of 2020. Our guests, Lee Blakeman and Amy Hockey, have generously shared a number of resources, including a couple of videos that cover both the project and some of the work that they've been doing more recently during the current pandemic. They also talk through a presentation during this episode. I say that because if you're listening to the audio only version, there's a link to a video of the presentation on the Recovery Curriculum website at www.recoverycurriculum.org. And if you select episode 12, you'll be able to watch and listen to the slideshow as well as access the videos and resources that Lee and Amy have shared with us. Welcome to this next podcast edition in the Recovery Curriculum series. I'm Barry Carpenter and I'll be hosting today's podcast. We're recording with two colleagues from Chadsgrove today, both Chadsgrove School and Chadsgrove College, a 19 to 25 uh, initiative that Chadsgrove School has undertaken. The focus of today's session is going to be routes to recovery, looking at practice, but particularly through Books Beyond Words, a national program initially devised by Sheila, the Baroness Hollands, a psychiatrist who has been very eminent in her field, holding the position of president of the Royal College of Psychiatrists at one point. This work has spun out over the years and latterly, has started to be used by schools and we had a focus from Books Beyond Words on exploring how those books could contribute to social, emotional and mental health in the curriculum. Many of the current initiatives, both from the time of the Code of Practice 2015 through to the current Rochford Review 
and its eventual implementation have emphasized the need for social emotional mental health to now be a dynamic in children's educational plans, but specifically now within the curriculum. So I'm delighted today to be joined by two colleagues from Charters Grove School, by Lee Blakeman and Amy Hockey. Lee has a degree in English and drama and has been working in the field of education since 1993 when she became an NVQ assessor. She works as an FE tutor within the Chadsgrove College um, and has based, been based there for a few years now since the college's inception. In this specialist college, um, they provide tailored curriculum focusing around preparing that 19 to 25 group of young people for whom a traditional college setting may not have been appropriate, preparing them for adulthood. Their students particularly with profound and multiple learning disabilities and with complex needs. Amy Hockey is a class teacher at Charles Grove School in Worcestershire, predominantly working through the early key stages and is now phase leader for key stage three. Amy trained through the school direct program and uh, as part of her work in that program, produced a research dissertation around eye gaze, which has been published and will be attached as an agenda to this podcast. She now herself is supporting trainee teachers and is passionate about teacher development. She's currently working on a master's degree and has completed a women in leadership course. Amy has participated in a British Council project to Nairobi in Kenya and has also been previously part of the Inquiring Minds Research Project at Chadsgrove School, which explored the use of the butterfly print emotional well-being journals, which have been included in other podcasts in this series, and again will be referenced as a footnote to this podcast. So welcome, Lee, and welcome, Amy. Hi, Barry. So... We've prepared, or you've prepared, thank you, a, a series of slides to support what we're going to discuss today. I'm going to lead us through a series of questions and invite you to talk, give your responses to those questions, but also share any slides, which will be a very useful resource pack to our listeners joining us in, in this podcast. So perhaps I could open with a little bit around the recovery curriculum, which is obviously framing and informing this uh, series of podcasts. We're combining that information around the recovery curriculum with this focus on Books Beyond Words and their contribution to social, emotional, mental health. To just give our listeners a little more detail, this was a project that's been going on uh, over the last two years. Uh, in 22 special schools across England and Northern Ireland. It's been a systematic two-year trial, classroom-based, inquiry-focused, uh, practitioner-led. Um, there is an attachment to this podcast uh, which describes the setup of the project and the use of these books, which are wordless books. So they're pictorial in nature and... Uh, in the next slide, we see how um, these books have been used for a variety of purposes to engage students, to explore, therefore, and engage in the pedagogy that was most appropriate, to look at issues around worries, 
very relevant in this time of, of the pandemic when children are returning to school, articulating those worries, and are, shr are shrouded in, in a range of emotions and feelings due to the pandemic. Um, another goal was to explore healthy habits. And if you think that was a goal before the pandemic, and now we'll be reminding every child of the need for hand washing and keeping a safe distance between each other. So there are many conversations to be had that were part of the Open Book Project, but are now part of our nurturing of children during this pandemic period, whether it be through our home learning programs or whether it be in their return to school. These conversations around social, emotional and their mental health are going to be crucial to their well-being. And I mentioned the pedagogy. In the next slide, we get to see that, in fact, the emergent pedagogy from the Open Book Project and across Books Beyond Words as a whole is visual literacy. That ability to make meaning from the information presented in the form of a picture. The ability to decode and encode the information in a picture and to act upon its meaning or express and articulate its meaning. And whether, again, that articulation be in the form of, of speech, uh, voice-assisted devices, uh, augmented means of communication, such as symbols or signing. And at Chadsgrove School, the augmented communication approaches are a key factor in the communication development uh, of all of their students. But now let's get the views of Lee and Amy, both of whom were teachers participating in the Open Book Project. Uh, at the time of recording this podcast, the Open Book Project data is actually being uh, crunched and final reports and subsequent articles will be out in the next few months and we'll make those available to you on the Recovery Curriculum website as those are published. So Lee, can I begin by asking you and, and, and trying to make these links between your experience of Books Beyond Words and now this new time that we find ourselves in um, where we are still experiencing the pandemic in our country, but also considering the emotional welfare of our children uh, and particularly through the recovery curriculum. One of the five losses expressed in the recovery curriculum is the loss of friendship. So what would you recommend to other teachers to use to explore that particular issue? Um, hi, Barry. Well, I think the first one that I'd probably go to is, is a book that's familiar already to our, to our students. Not that that makes any difference whether you should use this book to begin with or not. Um, it's a title called Making Friends. Um, and it explores actually um, a gentleman or, or lady. There's, a, there's another alternative version, which is the lady is the main character. Um, and it explores his relationship with trying to make friends and doing things in, in the right way. Um, as you said, Barry, um, Books Beyond Words gives you the opportunity to work with your students to explore issues. Um, but this being one of the five losses... Um, I think is really important to use to get our students to to re-engage and to re-establish those friendships that that were so important to them and are so important to their lives. They've been at home for a long time now, 
Um, and I think things are, are probably very different, very different kind of education at home, even though we're trying to remain uh, in contact as much as possible. There's a change to their normality. And therefore, we're, I think we need to uh, look at re-establishing boundaries around friendships as well. And this book is really excellent source to be able to Good do to that. But also the, the whole kind of book club model that we've that we've used from the very beginning, which is having a, a small group of students um, actually with a physical book in their hands, um, looking at those books and exploring those different pages, taking it in turns, um, listening to their friends, exploring different th- things, discussing things together, being there for each other are actually all key elements of friendship. So that in itself is very important in the whole kind of recovery curriculum in, in re-establishing those friendships. We've, we've got students that will be uh, leaving as well. So there'll be, there'll be um, you know, the loss of those friendships. So being able to discuss them in, in terms of, of students that may have left. Um, but also with new students coming in, it will help our students to re-establish new friendships and work through boundaries and um, appropriate and inappropriate interaction between themselves. And I think you mentioned, you referred to the the personal space as well. That's going to be very, you know, very, very prevalent when we go back. Um, And something that we did discuss in terms of the gentleman um, on the slide, you'll see Neil, one of the main characters. Um, And it was something that we also went on to look as a, a student interpretation, uh, we did some interactive role play and they looked at inappropriate and appropriate interactions. So um, being up too close to people, not giving them that personal space, um, mm-hmm. listening in on conversations that they shouldn't be listening into. And this was all driven through the text, through the pictures in the book um, and through them exploring the whole ethos of what it is to have a friend um, and the the joy that that brings to them, that social connection, which obviously they've been missing over the last few months, Barry. Absolutely. I think that element of reconnection is vital to their recovery uh, as they return to to school and re-establish their friendship groups or indeed make new friendship groups because many children will be returning in September to a new teacher and, and a new classroom and maybe a new class group. Thank you, Lee. Let me move on now to Amy. Welcome. Um, Amy, many children will not return, as I've just said, till September. And after those six months, will they return angry because their world has actually been turned upside down? Um, Which books, Amy, do you think would be helpful to a teacher to help recalibrate those emotions and and the re-entry process for a child? I think Books Beyond Words is brilliant, actually. There's a whole range of different books that I think you could use to support um, the different emotions um, that our pupils will be feeling. Um, But I think a book that I'd really start by looking at is the book Feeling Cross and Sorting It Out. Um, I think it'll be really important to acknowledge with our our pupils that it's legitimate to feel angry. Um, They'll be angry about a whole host of different things. They might be angry about being back in school. They might be angry about the fact that they... um, that they're back in school, they don't want to be in school. You know, that the, the, there's a whole, a whole sort of um, range of things that they're going to be feel cross about. And 
we need to let them know that those feelings are natural, that they're okay, they're legitimate, and that it's not permanent. Um, and so hopefully, through exploring this book, they'll learn that they're able to have some control over those emotions um, and how they deal with them, but that it's okay to feel them. Um, the slide shows um, just a few pictures from the book. Um, and it's about a, a, a gentleman that gets um, angry over a whole sort of series of different things that happen to him um, and that that builds up. And I think that will probably be quite true for our pupils at the moment with their experiences at home. It's not one thing that they're going to be feeling angry about. It's going to be this culmination of lots of different things that are happening um, and that actually that builds and he's not able to cope with it and he reacts um, in a really sort of negative way. Um, but then it's able to work through that. Um, and through the story, I think it will give them the scope to be able to identify things that maybe are building up in them, maybe some reactions they've had that they feel that, you know, they're not happy with, that they're not proud of. Um, and then how we're going to be able to move forward. Um, I actually used the book through the open book project that you've mentioned. Um, and it, it's been really effective with my group. And as Lee said, actually, it's quite nice to revisit a story that they're already familiar with. Um, because they'll have that confidence to come back to it. And one of the, the young people I was working with was very limited around her emotional liter literacy. She um, really struggled identifying emotions beyond happy and sad. And through working through the book, she began to use words like cross and relaxed. And if we can give young people the language to be able to understand how they're feeling and express themselves, whether they're doing that verbally or their communication aids or um, assisted language displays, um, then we're going to give them the opportunity to be able to address some of those those feelings that they've, they've got. Um, and I think that can be really empowering for, for our pupils. Um, and I think another thing I'd found really empowering from doing the project, um, which was really interesting, is I'd been following the book club model, like Lee said, and we sat around and we took it in turns and we shared the story together. Um, and then further down the project, I thought it'd be nice to work in smaller groups to have those um, opportunities for people to be listened to more, not have to wait for their peers, be able to explore things in a bit more depth. But actually, um, I was voted down entirely. The whole the whole class um, wanted to remain as that book club, that united group um, to do that session. That's what they felt comfortable with. And as a teacher, that was really refreshing for me. And I think it was really empowering for them to have shaped the sessions in that way. And I think that will really link to the the lever around sort of the transparent curriculum um, and that co-construction of learning, that actually the books beyond words really open themselves up to being able to be led by the students. Um, you know, there's ambiguity in the images, um, which means that they can put their individual interpretation on them. There's not right and there's not wrong. It's something to be explored together. Um, and I think I think coming back together um, to do things like books beyond words, particularly when they've had that book club sort of ethos before, might really help re-establish that group identity that they'll have lost from not being in that school environment for so long. And just to remind listeners, Amy, the age group that you're currently working with? I'm with a key stage three group. So they're, they're mainly sort of um, just, just starting their teenage years. Okay. Um, okay. And they're quite a mixed group, mainly with severe learning difficulties um, and quite a few with complex needs and communication issues. Thank you. Thank you. But a, a direct contrast in terms of age group and age profile to, to that that Lee's speaking of, the, the yeah, 1925s in the college situation. 
So, Lee, can we come back to you, please? And um, as you know, Books Beyond Words uh, produced early on in the pandemic and made available free and downloadable, a booklet called Beating the Virus. Um, I wonder if you've had any experience of using this and will you be using it? And in what ways do you feel it helps to explain the coronavirus and what's been lived through to your students? Uh, maybe, Amy, if you'd like to comment subsequently as well. Yeah, thank you to uh, to Barry for, for bringing this up because the first thing, obviously, I kind of uh, reached for... Um, was was the Books Beyond Words series looking for um, books that I could draw information out from to use with the students coming back and and over the time that they were going to be off because it was a it was an unknown feat at the time we didn't know how long we were all going to be away I think it's all been a lot longer than we actually hoped for or anticipated which obviously is going to impact on the students' social emotional mental health. Um, so having this so quickly produced by Books Beyond Words was fantastic because then it actually, this, this book, Beating the Virus, we have started to use this in the form of um, Zoom sessions, which have been absolutely fantastic. And going back to the first point we discussed, Barry, which was around friendship mm -hmm. and re-establishing those friendships. Um We've actually, going back to one of the points of Amy's, um, where she said that, you know, her students completely said, no, no, we're not working in small groups. We want to be in the, in the book club um, model and we want to stay together. We don't want to break away. Um, we found that, that over this period of time, one of our students, who's very kind of uh, nervous and anxious, um, he actually decided that, that the Zoom calls were too much for him and really kind of withdrew. So um, I use this particular book um, on the downloadable format to kind of entice him back in to connecting with us as well. So not only have we been able to have conversations around beating mm. the virus, we've also made that connection with one of our students. There's, there's, um, um, I'll talk about the video in a, in a little while. We'll come back to that. But there is an example of that to highlight what I've been saying. Um, but I think this has really given us the opportunity to, to have some of those or start to have some of those open and honest conversations, which are going to be so important and vital to our students reconnecting and being able to feel in a place where they're ready to learn. And using this, this format of them co-constructing the stories there is a story there obviously there's a representation there's there's the visual literacy there but it's about their visual interpretation of how they see things will give us as teachers a, a really strong feeling of actually where they are at because we don't know the levels of exposure that our students have had we don't know whether they know anyone who's had coronavirus we don't know anyone who's whether they know anyone who's passed away. We don't know um, whether they've watched television, whether they've heard figures about death tolls. We don't know quite how much they're going to be being affected or have been affected, how much they understand. So having this, this format to be able to go through um, a character who's actually familiar to them, again, I'll speak about that in a second, uh, being able to look at this text and explore those ideas, see the levels of understanding has been really helpful. Um, 
And I think being able to give a safe forum for uh, students to explore their worries, explore their fears, discuss how they've felt through this pandemic, um, you know, allow them to to have that uh, emotional expression and have those conversations if they have been affected. Um, And as we know, you know, sometimes it's very difficult to open up, but having a character to talk about gives them that platform. Again, I think, uh, you know, Books Beyond Words for me has, has been one of the most useful resources and a, the biggest platform that I can, I find that I can use to enable um, and empower my students, as Amy has already said, to feel safe to have those discussions and um, really kind of get underneath the skin of some quite upsetting topics as, as this whole, you know, pandemic has been. Um, you know, we, we've been affected ourselves. It's, this is a this is a new norm that we're coming back to, and the recovery curriculum is is all about making that as um, stress free and as pain free as we can make it by allowing those conversations to to happen. Um, and I, I really think you know we've started this, as I've said. And if I go on to talk just just very briefly about the, the video because you can you can watch that at, at your leisure afterwards um, that will actually be um, added as a resource afterwards for people to, to view there's a few snippets of a session with the student that I mentioned before who had some anxiety issues around doing a zoom call um, we've had to call it FaceTime <laughs> because um, that's that's something that he would he would engage with um, and over two weeks, we've been able to include another student that he had a close friendship with. Um, and we've, we've had some really excellent discussions um, with, you know, a, a young gentleman on the video has some processing difficulties and, and he, can, he can sometimes take a long time to kind of really register what he's seeing and give his interpretation um, but he actually, within this session that you'll you'll see afterwards, he actually was able to talk about the character. He recognised her and he referenced it to the book that we <laughs> that she's been in before. So I think that was very clever from Books Beyond Words to use that character again, um, because because Callie's familiar to the students and it's a book about belonging. So it's about this connection that she needs as well. And one of the first things he said was, oh, she's feeling lonely because he remembered that. So we were already into then having an an open forum of discussing that disconnection there. Um, And the whole kind of, you know, conversation around one of the pictures is is showing her making a call to 111. So having that level of information of what to do and the information of of what they need to do from there, um, from the pictures, they literally took it in turns using the book club model um, to describe exactly what was going on. And as I said, that's going to be really powerful going back. I will mm. re- be revisiting this book yes. and the other ones that are also in the downloadable series, um, the, the good days and bad days in lockdown. I think that's going to be really useful. Myself and Amy have had a conversation about this already, about how we're going to use this to, to, to find the levels of where our students are coming from. And, and going back to Amy's point again about, um, you know, they're going to be angry. They're going to have had days where they were angry. So I think that'll be a good one moving on to as well. And I, I think, Barry, there might be some other um, 
titles coming along as, as well. Well, it's People funny you should use. mention that. Yes, in fact, we've uh, had a commission um, and uh, Baroness Hollins has kindly asked if I would lead on the writing of two new books, um, which would be more for primary age children. Um, so probably those, Amy, that you are working with and have worked with, um, where we're going to be looking at, with two young characters, um, life in lockdown and then the return to school process. So again, the, the whole thing of the picture format not being tied down to a, a particular storyline by, by written words will enable children to explore in, the, in, in terms of the third person, if they so wish, but some may reach the day when they want to talk about the story as if it was their story uh, and the sense of ownership that that would bring for them. So, yes, we, we've got that. And you've been doing some home learning as well, I think, Lee, using some of the books. Yes, we have. As I mentioned, we did that. Uh, we've done uh, some Zoom or FaceTime, as we have to call it, with our one young man. Um, we've done some group sessions and we've also done kind of like what, what I've been doing one-to-one or two-to-one because we have to have two staff, obviously, in the Zoom session um, and smaller group sessions. But we've also extended it out to our students with um, with PMLD in the form of using Books Beyond Words as a sensory story resource. Mm. Um, and I think that's that's really important also because, yes, we need to have these serious conversations. Yes, we need to have that emotional expression and that platform to do so. However, we also need to make sure that we're, we're still talking about some levels of normality. We're into a new norm. We know that. Um, but also being able to have a sense of fun. Um, and allowing our students to feel that fun, connecting, reconnecting with their peers. Um, and the sensory story, obviously, Day at the Beach is absolutely fantastic because it's, you know, we're going into summertime and it's a, it's a normal thing to go down to the beach. Um, and we use a, a number of items to kind of, you know, have sensory touch, which is, is fine with, with our students at home. They're working with their parent carers. Um, and we've, we also, uh, with this particular session, connected with a class in school. It is upper school, so unfortunately not Amy's class, but um, we connected with, her, with another class in, in school um, to do some of the crossover work and keep the connections between the school and college. Um, so that was really lovely as well. And we've got some of the team members. Again, there's, there's going to be another video available for you to look at how the resources can be used in this way. Um, but again, it's, I'm, I'm a little bit of a storyteller in, in this format, Barry, which is not something that I would mm. naturally use books beyond words to do, because obviously I, I like the students to co-construct the stories, but they do have the opportunity. We, we went, you know, I had a bit of a script in my head, but we went, we went off piste. We, the props that they had meant that there was other conversations. So as always, books beyond words was, a platform for more discussion and opening that up further for the students to co-construct the story mm. themselves. Great though, particularly that you'd used it for home learning because for students with PMLD, accessing online learning is going to be really, really difficult if now Absolutely. Possible. And this way you found a medium. And, and I wonder, Amy, if you want to comment on the value of some of those books and their story themes for the age groups you are currently working with and perhaps previously worked with in Key Stage 2? Yeah, that's it. I think, from you know, everything Lee said, she's made it really clear that actually 
you know, some of these books in the series, such as A Day at the Beach, is all about sort of every day about a sense of normality. And mm. and it can be approached in a whole host of different ways. It can be used in that book club model. It can be a sensory story. It can be looking at a single page in the book and doing freeze frames or hot seating or role playing. Um, so I think it's got scope to be used right across the school, ac- across all the needs of the children as well. And actually in mixed ability groups, I think they'd have a lot to get out of using it. So I think there's lots of scope maybe for when we're back in school and maybe things aren't looking um, as they normally do. And there are groups of children together that aren't normally in the same class. Actually, this could be quite a nice way of, you know, beginning to get that, you know, group identity with a new group through something that's fun and engaging. And I know there are two other books um, in this particular series, sort of a balloon adventure and a night in space that are much more about um, sort of... Um, imagination and sort of fictional stories and I think that's a really nice thing as well that people can just sort of express themselves and and be quite creative um, rather than always addressing the sort of the serious issues that they might be facing so I think it'd be brilliant. I love using that um, night in space one of telling the story with the the children and then um, just having a table in the corner with a cloth over it so that you make a, a dark space and put some silver foil stars in there and children can put in any sort of objects that, that illuminate in darkness. But then I put a torch in there with the Night in Space book so children can go in there and tell the story with the, with the torch. Uh, and it creates the atmosphere, I think, that supports that sort of Night in Space storyline. It's, uh, it's Yeah, great, great one maybe for using in our multi-sensory room as well. Absolutely. 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 I think, um, Barry, if I can just jump in very quickly when uh, you were discussing with Amy about, um, and Amy was saying about jumping between the the, the age age ranges that we have in in Chadsgrove School and Chadsgrove College, I think that is is going to be, um, it's going to be utilised actually as we start our begin back to school because the school and college are actually working together and the the groups that we we actually have coming back in as as a a very slow start back to school are mixed age groups in some instances and we are actually uh, I, my planning for what the days that I'm in do include obviously a day at the beach and I'm glad you said about the the, the space one because I've been thinking exactly that with torches and and fabrics and how I can I can make that work because uh, again you know we've got to be careful with the social distancing but we can make this really fun and start to re-engage the students again as they start to come back. Thank you, Lee. That's great. So finally, can I ask you, um, one of the five levers in the recovery curriculum, so one of the sort of pedagogical approaches, looks at the the transparent curriculum, um, which encourages teachers to listen to the needs of the learners. And you've used the word, both of you, co-construct, to co-construct, to co-design the learning experience now, you each know the, the needs, best of all, for your individual students and children. Um, but thinking of that personalised intervention with a child or with a student, which Books Beyond Words books in the series do you think you will use? And particularly with a view to resilience, because we're talking, and, and Lee, you've just mentioned there, that rejoining of the children. We've talked also about the reconnection. And now we're looking at their, their recovery that will lead to resilience, rebuilding their emotional resilience. So would you like to share with us your thoughts around that, Amy? Yeah, um, I think the nice thing is about Books Beyond Word, there is so much scope um, for them to be used in a variety of ways. And as we've already talked about, I think both Lee and I 
And um, when we've talked about it, we'd start by looking at um, the Beating the Virus book. And I, I actually think that's probably a resource that everyone in every school should have access to um, because, it, you know, even within mainstream settings, it just opens up that conversation. Um, I think Lee really nicely explained we don't know what their experiences have been um, during lockdown. We don't know what they've heard about, what they've seen. So I think that will be a way to start just as a foundation to find out where they're at, what they're, where their understanding is and how they've been sort of affected by it. Um, I think, as Lee also mentions, the book um, Good Days and Bad Days in Lockdown and actually, Barry, the books that you've talked about that are being um, produced at the moment um, to explore their experiences. Because I think we can all safely say we've had good days and bad days um, during lockdown and that is obviously completely normal um, for everybody but I think for the young people and the children that have been at home not seeing their friends and not seeing their friends have their good days and their bad days they don't really understand necessarily um, what's been happening and, and that that's been perfectly natural and I think it could be quite a fun thing to explore um, you know for staff and pupils together about you know what have been the bad days and what mm. went wrong and how did you cope with it um, and the good days and I think I think the books will be a nice way to explore those those themes and sharing that book together, as we've talked about, um, will be. And I think this links to your recovery curriculum, Barry, around metacognition. Sharing that book together will be about um, bringing them together. They've all been learning in these completely different environments. Um, you know, they've been learning different things um, and that needs to be celebrated. I mean, I've spoken to parents where they've. They've noticed real achievements in, in their children when they've been at home. Um, one mum I was talking to was talking about the independence that, you know, because they haven't been rushing from one thing to another at the weekends. But, you know, the, the children have been making their own snacks and keen to try and make their own drinks and and do their own, you know, jobs around the house. And so they, they've got all these new skills that suddenly when they come into school, they won't be doing in the same way and yet we'll be requiring so much more of them in a different capacity. So I think through sharing books together and learning about our experiences, we can celebrate those things they've achieved, but also work towards re-establishing um, those pathways of, of learn those learning pathways um, back to the school context, but doing it in a very sort of natural way that's not forcing them back into school into that, that rigid framework. I mean, I know I've listened to the podcast that Matthew did and he said, um, not to, to look at outcomes and I think that will be really important and the nice thing with these books is the outcome from the books is to find out what's going on with the young people and that's got to be at the heart of, mm. of what Absolutely. we do um, so I think that's where I'd start and from there you'd be able to pick up the themes and then explore um, the other books that address those issues so whether it's you know um, cooking with their friends um enjoying sport and exercise or addressing some of the difficulties they've had from their bad days around maybe communication or feeling particularly low um I think there'll be the, the books to support them in all those those different ways um yeah. and I on think, days when they're maybe feeling sad Amy that one of Sonia's feeling sad yeah as well to just identify the emotion in someone else and to help them to own their own emotion and I think for lots as you say before Barry I think for lots of our young people it's much easier to do that through the books than it is to identify it within themselves but actually through that process I found with some of mine they are beginning to be able to identify it in themselves um, but I feel like every student can access the books at whatever level they're working at with their own sort of emotional literacy they can they can access the books 
appropriately to them and their needs. And um, you mentioned in the introduction about the Inquiring Minds project. And I think I would I would really like on my return to school to use these books beyond words really closely with the butterfly print journals um, that Marilyn Tucknot um, produced. Um, I was part of that Inquiring Minds research project with the paper written by um, Beth Cobill and Joe Edgerton. Um, and I found that they, because they're based on a therapeutic approach, there was a real um, engagement from the pupils. They were very easily adaptable, actually, for our, our um, special school classrooms. Um, and it'd be a great tool if there are some issues um, that children are bringing up through using the books that we can explore in another way, in another medium. Some pupils, actually, if they've really found things difficult, might not feel as, as able to discuss things in a a book club setting as they might have done previously but accessing a page in a journal might just be the right approach for them so I think quite a few of the resources we have available to us will link really nicely together and don't have to be used as you know in isolation um, I know me and Lee have, have talked about this and there's been you know there's a lot of scope for using using the books isn't there Lee? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I think going back to what um, what Amy was saying about the, the good days, bad days book that it's going to be excellent to be able to like share you know share our own experiences with them as well you know we don't know if they've had any routines you know going back to the to the other losses Barry um there's the, the loss of routine the loss of structure the loss of opportunity you know what what is it that's that's affected their mental well-being um and and looking at, at rebuilding emotional resilience we can't do that without giving the emotional the emotional literacy to be able to to verbalize in whatever way they do verbalize or whatever way they communicate um, to actually help themselves to understand and using the characters as as Amy was saying as as a platform to discuss that is going to be really really important for gauging where they are and 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 not kind of getting straight back into to targets and you know um falling straight back into what we've what we've missed let's not talk about what we've missed let's talk about some of the things like Amy discussed before about the the, the students own learning at home what have they done what has that enabled them to achieve let's celebrate that um, as well as obviously being able to use the books beyond words titles to dip into I think there's there's quite a few of them that you wouldn't necessarily need to do the whole of of the the book um, going into hospital is is one where if a student has had an experience where um, they know somebody who's been in hospital but they haven't been able to visit because of of the pandemic they might not actually be able to visualize that well there's some mm. fantastic Excellent. illustrations in there of an ITU unit where we could open up those discussions and have any of them lost anybody you know mm. th there could be issues around bereavement as well Barry mm. um, and there's, there's a whole series of, of titles that you can use to explore that as well. Um, and, you know, they don't, don't make any bones about it. It's, it's, it's there for you. The pictures, you're straight into a funeral in when somebody dies. Um, and having that way of, of using a, a character to be able to describe what's going on gives them that emotional resilience to be able to understand their own feelings um, and the vocabulary. I found the vocabulary massively changes 
uh, when they start to use these titles. Thank you, Lee. Thank you. And, and thank you too, Amy, for the rich insights you've shared during this conversation uh, as part of this podcast. For listeners, can I say that if you want to know more information about Books Beyond Words, the website is uh, on this presentation for you. You'll find there a module uh, as an introduction to Books Beyond Words, which is freely available. And also in response to the growth of uh, social, emotional, mental health in schools, uh, and as part of the Open Book Project, a module on SEMH has been produced, uh, and that will be a fantastic introduction for any school to use. But as we're listening to this podcast, because Lee and Amy have imaginatively brought to life the dynamics and the important emotional messages that Books Beyond Words carry, and how they can be molded around the lived experience of any child. It's been a delight to share with you today, Roots to Recovery Through Books Beyond Words, another in the podcast series for the recovery curriculum through the Evidence for Learning platform. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. You can find more information about the recovery curriculum at www.recoverycurriculum.org. There's links to resources, reference materials, as well as uh, video slide decks. Barry Carpenter's webpage is www.barrycarpentereducation.com. And the homepage for the podcast is www.learningshared.org. You can email us at learningshared at theteachcloud.net or tweet us at underscore learningshared. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and please do get in touch with feedback if you'd like to either suggest a topic for a future episode or if you'd like to be involved in any way. Finally, you're welcome to join the conversation via one of our online communities of practice. We've got groups on Facebook and LinkedIn and details are on the Recovery Curriculum and Learning Shared web pages. You can search for Recovery Curriculum as a group inside Facebook. So for now, thanks again for listening. Stay safe and be well.